I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to the official England podcast. So last night, the three Lions beat the Czech Republic 1-0 thanks to another goal from Raheem Sterling, putting them at the top of Group D with England marching on to the knockout stages. After the win against Croatia and draw against Scotland, that was the perfect way to close out the group stage. I'm Adam Smith here with all the post-match analysis you need. So get comfortable and let's get cracking. Here's what's coming up. We'll be breaking down everything that happened in England's final group game, as well as looking ahead to who they might face in the last 16. Gareth Southgate and some of the players spoke to the press about the side's performance against the Czech Republic. I've been waiting for my opportunity and it was only right that I just gave my all for my country to to try and have a good performance and get the win for the team. Former England international Emil Heskey joins me to weigh in on last night's results. When you've got that much pace and and you can stretch stretch teams, you've got to do it. And it wouldn't be a post-match pod without Duncan Alexander bringing us his weird and wonderful statistical insight from the game. Around 413 million people have been born since England last let in a goal in a tournament match. You're listening to the official England podcast. So England win the game 1-0 with Bukayo Saka being named the UEFA star of the match. What a game he had, by the way. Incidentally, this is only the third time ever that England have topped their group at a European Championships. The other two in 1996 and 2012. Raheem Sterling is only the second player to score each of England's first two goals at a Euros tournament after Alan Shearer in 1996, with all four of those goals, incidentally, being scored at Wembley. Not only that, but 25% of Sterling's goals for England have been against the Czech Republic. And whenever Raheem Sterling scores for his country, England win. Harry Kane won more aerial duels. That was five than any other England player in the game. And no England player has won more aerial duels in a single game at Euro 2020 than the forward. Bukayo Saka successfully completed four out of five attempted dribbles in his first 30 minutes against the Czech Republic. No other player on the pitch completed even a single dribble. Bukayo Saka's five completed take-ons are the joint most by an English teenager at a major tournament, equaling Raheem Sterling in 2014 against Uruguay and Michael Owen in 1998 against Argentina. Well played, son. After the game, England manager Gareth Southgate and UEFA's star of the match, Bukayo Saka, spoke to the press. And here's what they had to say. This was a game with a bit less pressure because we'd qualified, but still with um, something we wanted to achieve because first or second, no way of knowing what the better route through might be to the final. So therefore, you've got to try and take 
control of the bits that you would like to have uh, a say in and that would be to, to play at Wembley and so we wanted to get the win I think you saw again tonight the Czechs are a very good side with and without the ball very good team hugely improved and uh, they'll, be, they'll be dangerous opposition in, uh, in the next round Once again we defended really really well with uh, another clean sheet in, in all three games so that's, that's a real positive and you know we could have scored more goals tonight and that will come but we got our goal and we got the, the three points which is most important Top the group, so yeah, it was, a, it was a perfect night. Bukayo, yeah, I can't speak highly enough of him. He's earned that opportunity. His performances in training since he's joined this camp have been outstanding. He played well in the game at the Riverside. We've talked about playing him in some of the previous matches and yeah, he he, he earned that chance tonight and he's, he's grabbed it. He was fabulous. I've been training, I've been waiting, I've been looking and learning. You know, waiting for my opportunity and, you know, I'm happy that the, the boss believed in me tonight and gave me my opportunity. So it was only right that I, I gave my all on the pitch and just gave my all for my country to, to try and have a good performance and get the win for the team. Yeah, these will be different games. We know world champions, European champions and Germany who, to me, look like they're, they're back on song. They've brought some very experienced players back in. So whoever we play, really, really tough opposition. But... We've sort of known that for 18 months. We've known the route uh, through. And um, the good thing from our point of view, I think we, you know, we're still improving. We, we look difficult to play against. There's more to come from us. We've got more match minutes on the pitch for some important players. And that squad depth is going to be important. Before, the objective was to win the group, top the group and qualify. And we've done that, so that's job done. And now it's on to the next round. Of course, you know, it's going to be much harder teams that we're, we're going to come up against, whoever we face. But, you know, I think we, we can take a lot of confidence from this group, having not conceded a single goal. I think going into the game, whoever we come up against, we can go into the game with real confidence, especially it being at Wembley as well with our fans. And we can also hear what Jordan Henderson and goal scorer Raheem Sterling had to say. I thought we managed the game really well. We're solid defensively. Would have liked to have scored a few more goals, of course. But overall, I thought defensively really good. Yeah, we can we can improve in certain areas. But overall, I think we've got to be pleased with the performance, pleased with the result. And obviously, topping the group is, a, is good as well. So we need to take that into the next game. I think there's positives from the game. I think we kept the ball better today. There was more attacking option. Um, we got in the gaps really well and, and played some good football at times and, and got the goal we needed. It's tournament football and at some, time, at some point you're going to have to face the, the best teams and you know, that's the, the whole point of being here in the tournament is to challenge yourselves. It's great to have the fans back and hopefully we can give them something to, to shout about next week, whoever will play and just be ready to, to go and give a fantastic performance. So let's get the reaction from social media. England captain Harry Kane tweeted, top of the group, unbeaten and yet to concede. Job done in the group. And goal scorer Raheem Sterling simply said, never in doubt. Hashtag boy from Brent. Meanwhile, Jordan Henderson tweeted, are you definitely, definitely sure? Very clever tweet that obviously in reference to his disallowed VAR goal. And let the comedian see the tweet. Yes, Paddy McGuinness, he tweeted, that'll do nicely. Group winners, onwards and upwards at home. Well done, England. P.S. Saka and Grealish. 
So that's two wins and three clean sheets to put us at the top of Group D with seven points. In second place is Croatia after that 3-1 win over Scotland, while Czech Republic come in third. That does sadly mean that Scotland's Euro dreams are over. Next for the three Lions, they'll face whoever is placed second in the Group of Death. Yes, Group F at Wembley Stadium next Tuesday, which will be decided by tonight's games. Germany against Hungary and France versus Portugal. As things stand, Germany is second, but England could still face any of those four teams. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Last night, straight after the final whistle, I spoke to a man with 62 appearances for England, seven goals, and a good friend of mine as well. It is former striker Emil Heskey, who spoke about England's result and what he's made of the tournament so far. Thank you very much for joining us on the Official England Podcast. How you been, mate? It's been a while since we last saw each other. Yeah, I'm good, mate. And yourself? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Got to get straight into it. Uh, England won Czech Republic, Neil. What did you make of the performance? The performance was spot on, to be honest with you. Um, just a, exactly what was asked, really. You know, being on the front foot, being um, aggressive early on. Raheem could have, could have got a goal early on. And that was just basically from getting in behind, running behind. When you've got that much pace and, and you can stretch stretch teams, you've got to do it. And he, he was he was scaring them, so... Um, it was great to see that that such a such a fast start, and then to get the goal in. I think was it twelfth minute. Yeah, it was early. It was nice for the nerves. I think getting an early goal. Where did you watch it? And, and how do the nerves compare watching England compared to playing for England? Uh, I'm more nervous watching than actually playing. To be honest, wow. yeah, playing is kind of your thing. Yeah. So you know how to control your nerves. You know how to use that energy. But watching it, watching it, you're kind of saying no. Geez, what if this happens? What if that? Can't they do this? Can't they do that? But nah, it was great. Um, like I said, it was a great performance. When you look at Tyrone Mings being on the bench yeah. and then uh, Maguire coming in, I thought the, I thought he'd done really well considering I don't think he's had loads of training sessions. Um, I thought he'd done fantastic, controlled it, 
washed it in there and everything. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I thought Maguire had a great game. And it, it brings me nicely on to my next point. So I want to, want to talk to you about a few of the individual performances, but you mentioned Maguire and Mings there. And it's one of the first things I wanted to say to you. Not conceded a goal in this tournament. Uh, it's a big positive this side, isn't it? How good and how, how stable they've been defensively. Yeah, 100%. And the funny thing is, if you'd have, if you'd have gone by what was actually spoke about, you would have thought that we'd uh, we've conceded three goals and we've played really bad. Look, yeah. it was... It was it was a a great performance by Scotland to nullify what we uh, some of our threats. So you got to, you got to take it on the chin that sometimes, but we haven't conceded a goal, mm. you know, <laughs> and now we now we're through, not conceding the goals in a goal in three games and and looking solid, and in the games that we have played in, it's fantastic. Uh, and as well, Saka. Yeah, I, I just about to ask you about that. What a moment for him, um, you know, to stand out performer. There's a few great performances, but, you know, a standout performer for him. I mean, he had a great game, didn't he? He was fantastic. Um, and he's, and uh, to be honest, it was it was everything that was needed. Mm. Someone who can drive with the ball, someone who, who commits defenders, someone who takes people on, so you have to pull another defender out. And then that creates space for others. Um, he was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And such a young player as well, just fearless. Yeah, do, do, do you find that? Well? Just literally the word I was going to say that a lot of people say, you know, young players and, and, and do you give them time? But it's, it seems to me, and from chatting to a lot of the players, that the young players are just absolutely fearless. Jude Bellingham, 17, came on against Croatia. Saka was running with the ball. It is the word I would use to describe these young players. They are fearless, aren't they? They, they only think about their football and what they can do and how they can disturb you. Um, when they get a little bit older, they overthink. We overthink when we're a bit older, but when we're younger, you just go and do. You know that you're you know that you're quick. You know that you're good at step overs or whatever is your forte. You just go and do it. You don't really second guess it. Interesting. So that, that's why they're actually doing fantastic. I was having a long look at all the reactions on social media, and a lot of people were very happy with Saka. And another name that uh, that people seem very happy with was Jack Grealish. What, what did you make of his performance? Oh uh, yeah, Jack. Jack, I, I've known Jack for a while now. Yeah. Um, played played with him at Villa. Um, he was only a young lad at Villa when Could I was. Could you tell there. then, Emil? Could you tell then, as, oh, yeah. as a young player, that he, he, he was going to be playing at this level? Hundred percent. Really. Uh, at fifteen, he came with us, and he was a, he was stand out then. Wow. So you knew that he was he was capable of. Um, doing some special stuff and again you need someone like that who who commits defenders you look at you look at some of the the, the balls that he's taken out there out of the air the the, the one foot and Pickford mm. that he's took out of the air and, and not just took it out of the air but took it out of the air into his own stride and then he's off he's committing defenses he's making them run back and making them make decisions that they don't want to make decisions he, he's phenomenal he's great yeah, there's a lot of tough decisions for Gareth to make going for. I, I look particularly in those three that play in behind Kane. There's, there's a lot of rotation going on. It's a, I suppose it's a good problem to have, but it's going to be very interesting to see who plays in the next game, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Again, um, it is a good dilemma to have when you've got such good players to pick from. Um, but I think he's, he's he's actually done it really well with the way that he's rotated them. Mm. He's given them all time to rest because there's a hell of a lot of being hell of a hell of a lot of football being played. Mm during the season especially last season as well so it's nice to see him actually rotating them and still getting the performances yeah and it do, you don't need me to tell you Emil that England's next opponents will be from that group of death they can actually play all four either Germany Portugal France or Hungary um, although a lot of, of pun, pundits and punters are thinking it's more likely to be one of Germany Portugal or France who would your preference be at, out of that, those teams because it, it's, it's not an easy game whoever they play is it none of them to be honest with you but <laughs> Probably Germany. Really? 
Probably Germany, um, even though we don't probably have the best record against them. But 5-1 is a good good result against them. I love I love how you mentioned that. And, and you mentioned the 5-1 because, of course, you scored that iconic goal. Is, is that why, why you got that in? Great night, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a wonderful night. We can we can make more. We can make more <laughs> of them nights. Um, now, I think the, it, it, all of them are tough. So yeah. whoever you pick, you've got to, be, you've got to bring your A game because then they're, they're, they're special teams um, with fabulous players and... You know, so it's never going to be easy. It's interesting to look at the reaction, I suppose, before the game, that people are saying, well, if England didn't win, they might get an easy game next game. But give me the mindset of a player that's played. You've represented your country at major tournaments. Surely that that doesn't even enter your mind. It's all about winning and momentum, isn't it? No, no. Winning and momentum. Just keep that winning winning going. It doesn't really matter who's next. Um, you, just want, you just want that next game to come and you want that mindset of beating them and then the next game to come and then beating them. You're not saying, oh well, if we drew this, if we drew this one, then we might not get them. And no, don't worry, don't worry. Let's go and beat everyone. Yeah, it's good to hear that. And what, what I suppose, in terms of looking at the England performances and looking at the squad and the strength and depth, how excited are you about uh, this squad and how far do you think England can go in this tournament? Talking about how far they can go again, we we know in a sense because again, it's 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 tournament football. Anyone can anyone can roll over anyone. So you just got to be uh, very cautious. Uh, in your approach at times, uh, which which Gareth has has done, to be honest with you. When you look at it, you you really want to try and get to the semis, but I won't put it past them getting to the finals again, because we have got a fa- fantastic squad of players, um, not just attacking defensively. I thought defensively were very very solid yeah. today, very solid. I thought Kyle Walker had a fantastic game as well. Sure, couple of couple of last ditch challenges. With, yeah. were, everyone's putting their body on the line, which was fantastic. Stones, Stones is another one. Stones has come for criticisms um, before, and now he's just uh, head and shoulders above um, the strikers. Mm. One thing I wanted to ask you is, what what advice would you have for these players? Well, we've spoken to a lot of the players. A lot of the players listen to this podcast, and a lot of them making their first tournament, uh, playing in their first tournament, of course. And you played in a, in a golden era uh, of, of English talent and went to major tournaments. So, what would your advice be? to the players in this tournament as someone who's experienced tournament football yourself? It depends what you're asking. Um, again, how do you deal with your time, uh, your downtime? Mm. You know, uh, how how do you, how do you fill that time with, with uh, keep staying happy during that, that time as well? Because again, one thing I, I like what Gareth is doing is rotating. Yeah. Whereas we kind of, we kind of had a set team and everyone plays them games and the others are kind of there if any injuries. Well, I like how your team, so everyone's getting a bit, a few minutes at least. Um, so it's keeping everyone happy. Uh, there's going to be a hell of a lot of time that you're away, and, and a lot of time, and a lot of downtime as well. So it's how you actually channel yourself de- uh, dealing with that downtime. And just finally, got to, got to touch upon you. You had a great career for England. What, what would you say was your, your best moment? I think I might know the answer to this, but your finest moment in an England shirt. Go on. Yeah, look, I think when you go to Munich and and uh, turn them over five one. What a um, night! It's a it's an it's a a memorable memorable uh, occasion. Um, even now, you know, twenty one years on, I I still get stopped. Well, twenty years on, I'm still get stopped now. You know, in the streets so, and it's and it's anywhere because you get you get England fans all over the world. Yeah, and I still get stopped for that anywhere I go, and people thanking me. And how proud are you of all that that you achieved and all that you did in an England shirt? And where do those moments rank representing your country? The first time you ever put on an England shirt. Give me an insight into how special those moments were. Well, the thing is, it's, it, it's something that you you 
as a kid, you grow up wanting to play international football. You wanting to play in the World Cup. You wanting to represent your country. So um, the fact that I got to do it at 16 uh, in the under 16s was was huge because I didn't know if I was going to um, get any further than that. So that was just uh, one of the most memorable moments I remember going into a European Championships as under 16s. And then taking them steps up, and then finally getting into the first team, it was just with with the fact with the family there, etc. It was just a dream come true. Amazing! I can see on your face actually just how much even even you just relaying that that message, just how much that meant. Your final question: Obviously, you played with Gareth Southgate, someone that you you know very well. So, just your thoughts on all that he's doing as manager, and and, and whether you thought that he would go on to become a, a manager for England? Did you see those leadership qualities in him when he was a player? Just your thoughts on Gareth. Look, he was a captain, wasn't he? He was a mm. captain when he was thinking, so there was leadership qualities there. And um, I'll, I'll be honest, where 2000 and 2002, he was, him and Martin Keown were the ones that really looked after the younger players that, that were in the squad. I would have been 22 uh, at the time for the, uh, for the 2000 uh, Euro. Yeah. So he was the one that would sit down with us, talk to us, keep it, get us involved in the squad, et cetera, and keep us um, grounded as well. So, um, you could see that he had that nurturing uh, talent, and then obviously he did the under twenty one. So you see, you see all them players blossoming, and now it's the next step into the full squad, and he's he's doing a fantastic job there as well. Yeah, well said. I think that's the perfect note to it. I mean, I've got to say personally as well, thank you so much because I messaged you only a few days ago, and it's very late in the evening, and you, as always, kindly gave up your time. So thank you so much, mate. Pleasure to talk to you. No problem. Thanks a lot. Take care. Now, it quite simply wouldn't be a post-match show without getting the insight of someone who is just an epitome of knowledge from TheAnalyst.com and from Opta. He is a stats man. It is Duncan Alexander. Duncan, did you enjoy that introduction? Uh, I got the reference, if that helps, yeah. <laughs> a little stat man John reference for all the dance fans there. So. <laughs> anyway, I spent, I spent far too long on that. Um, let's get straight into it. Uh, your thoughts on the game. Where did you watch it, mate? I was at home, okay. you know looking at the matrix watching all the numbers drop in i mean it was a it was a professional performance wasn't it yeah. i mean you know england didn't have a shot in the second half which is understandably pretty rare but they did enough and i think they showed enough in the first sort of half an hour to you know to really show that they they'd got over their kind of uh, headaches from the from the scotland game um and obviously you know grealish and saka both came in and both played really well so i think that's a big positive um, ahead of the knockouts. Yeah, I agree. I thought Grealish and Saka are both fantastic. And it is, uh, yeah, as you said, job done. England finishing top. Now, uh, for those that don't know, of course, you are a fountain of knowledge statistically at Oily Sailor uh, is your Twitter handle. I thoroughly uh, recommend the listeners go and follow you because you're a beacon of all things statistics mainly, aren't you? So go on, hit me with some hard stats that are going to get me excited and entertained at the same time. Well, we can start with the fact that this was the first time England hadn't conceded a goal in a proper 14 group stage since the 1966 World Cup. I think we all know what happened then. We won it. So is is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Uh, Yeah, sort of, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm not sure omens are that strong. But um, I also looked, obviously England have got through with two goals, which seems low, and I can confirm it's relatively low to win a group. Um, But they actually had the record or the joint record for the most goals in a Euros group without qualifying, which was when they scored five under Kevin Keegan in 2000, which is quite Kevin Keegan. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. He obviously scored, you know, a couple against Portugal, a couple against Romania and and a 1-1-0 against Germany, but came third and and didn't go through. And then I guess looking a bit sort of more esoterically, obviously, as we said, Saka had a a really good game. I thought, you know, ran with the ball brilliantly, you know, 
fearless um, in, you know, in one of his you know, first England games, relatively. He's actually, just to put in context how young he is, he's eight months younger than iTunes. So wow, that's the point we've got to now. You know, you, you go back to 1966 and and get that team and say, "What's iTunes?" and they wouldn't have known because it didn't exist. But that's true. Uh, Saka's younger, so yeah, there we go. Have you got any any other on those lines? I, I love the way that you pluck some of these stats from. Go on. Well, England have obviously got through the group stage without conceding a goal, um, mm. which means the last time they let in a tournament goal was against Belgium in the third place playoff in 2018. Oh. Now. Based on UN statistics, these aren't my own. I must uh, must thank the UN for these. But um, that means around 413 million people have been born since England last let in a goal in a tournament match. So that's getting on for half a billion people, which is quite a lot of people, actually. Isn't it? When you say around, uh, you, most of your stats are usually exact. So I, I, I'm not I'm not having that. Is that exact or is it to, to the nearest war? <laughs> well, uh, uh, unless I go and examine the birth records in every country, well, it's, it's going to be hard to confirm. But yeah, let's just say around 413 million. <laughs> Either way, it is a lot of people. Um, and so it's all good. It's all, it's all reasons to remain positive. I've been saying a lot on this podcast, particularly after this game, you know, England haven't considered a goal. They are top. These are all things that we would have accepted or wanted going into the tournament. So a lot of reasons to remain positive I wanted to ask you um, because I follow you on Twitter and you do a lot of statistical breakdown of other teams we're now in the business end going into the knockouts we know most of the teams will be playing there so give us a little round up of the tournament so far and and the teams that you've sort of been most impressed with yeah I mean we can look at all the all the big teams I guess and sort of we can sum them up fairly succinctly hopefully so I mean France you know very controlled but not really creating that many good chances we've only had sort of uh, five shots on target so far Germany you know have lurched from pretty bad against France to you know very very good against against Portugal and you know there's a very good chance they could be England's opponents in the in the knockout stages Italy you know they're creating more chances and having more shots than almost ever before you know Italy normally you know grind their way through tournaments but they're they're looking possibly the most effective attacking team so far um, and then we saw a brilliant match yesterday, didn't we, with Denmark? Um, you know, they'd had this crazy record where they had, I think they'd scored with one of their 43 shots in the previous two games. And then they suddenly just started scoring wow. from long range. You know, they had two goals with a with an XG value of, of 0.03. Wow, is it 0.03? Wow. For both the, the opening Damsgaard goal and then the Christensen one as well. So, yeah, it was... Um, it was uh, quite good to see, and I think they'll be pretty tough opponents for Wales this weekend as well. So. Mm. And who do you think, uh, statistically, who do you think will be the toughest team that England can face? Because, of course, at the, at the time of record, as we're doing this, England can meet any of the four from the group of death. Yeah, I mean, obviously Hungary would, would be welcomed, I imagine. I think on, on a technical basis, the France have got the strongest squad by a long yeah. way. You know? Yeah, I agree. But then England have got, difficult history with both Portugal and Germany. Obviously, mm. Germany have knocked us out of tournaments to serve Portugal. So I guess you could argue that the chance is there for revenge. But I think looking at the the way England set up, you know, pretty obdurate, pretty good at defending, uh, you know, I would, I'd fancy them to be able to hold Portugal re- relatively well and, and maybe sneak another 1-0. Uh, I think the Germany game, there's, there's so much history between the two. I think it yeah. can end up quite open, quite end-to-end. And I think yeah. that possibly isn't, you know, it's definitely not what Southgate's been been aiming for in the group stage. So, but I mean, whatever it is, it's it's going to be a pretty fascinating 
fascinating tie. You know, you just start to look down the list of the last 16 games and it, the tournament's really shaping up now, isn't it? And it's it's starting to really feel like there's some uh, there's some heavyweight clashes on the way. Yeah, it's getting exciting. And it's also getting very late. So, Duncan, I will let you go. Thank you, as always, for joining us. And hopefully we'll chat to you um, again for England's next knockout game, hopefully, mate. Yeah, definitely. Top man. Thanks, as always, mate. See ya. You're listening to the official England podcast. So it is all eyes on tonight's Group F games to see who the three Lions will face next Tuesday at Wembley. But no matter who we face, it'll no doubt be a huge game. And I, for one, cannot wait. Join us tomorrow as we look ahead to the three Lions next match and speak exclusively to one of the players as they reflect on last night's game. You certainly won't want to miss it. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. See you tomorrow. Stay safe and come on England. 